This is the Going the Distance Podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, when I'm driving a fucking Porsche and living on a yacht, you're gonna be like, oh, I wish I got him in the top guy. You had two picks on two defensive possessions in a row, and you don't win the field position battle? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is a fun show. <laughs> yeah, this is fun. <laughs> Alrighty, everybody. Hello and welcome back. Actually, welcome back this time. I'm not just saying it. It has been a little bit over a week, but we're back with another episode of the Going the Distance podcast for an end of the year special. Going to be the last episode of 2021 as tomorrow, this is live on December 30th. So tomorrow is actually New Year's Eve. Crazy how that works. Doesn't even feel like Christmas has happened or anything. The holiday season's flying by, but there's a lot to talk about. And this episode is going to be a little bit untraditional. We're going to mostly just review the highlights from the year, essentially, rather than going on the hot topics from what's happening now. But first, be sure to follow us on social media over at GTD underscore sports. Other than TikTok, we are at GTDsports.com. You can find our personal accounts over at RyanBanel8 and at ElijahSpan19. And last but not least, check out on our website, our brand new podcast network. Actually, it's not even new at this point. You guys should know about it. But go over to gtdsports.com and check out all of our other shows. But before we get into all of the best of 2021 shenanigans, we'll start with the highlight and low light of the holiday season so far. Since it's been a little bit since we've talked to you guys, Elijah, I'll let you start us off. So I would just like to say one of my first highlights is that um, bowl season bets are going Fairly well. Not today. Yesterday was a good day. Today, not as much so far. Depends on how Michigan State's doing right now. Also, um, they were up 10 7 when I checked. Yeah, that was the last time when I turned it off to do this. Um, and then another one is that it's good to be back. Um, yeah. the, the break was much needed for me personally. Um, and it, you know, I'm getting tired. Same with you, like doing the podcast throughout finals week, me working, you know, 40, 45 hours, sometimes 50 hours a week. Uh, and so the break was much needed, but it felt good. Like today I was like, Oh, cool. Like I get to record a podcast. So it like became a treat again. I realized that this isn't a chore for me. This is a hobby. This is a treat. So that was nice. It's definitely, you know, it's good to have that fire relit. In a, in a yeah, and it's nice to be able to just, you know, like step back when yeah. we want to rather than just like forcing ourselves to do it every right. single time, you know. Right. Make, made me appreciate it again. Or, yeah. you know, not that I never didn't, but you know what I'm saying. Um, and then low light, uh, getting blue balled on big money parlays. I've had one $200, <laughs> like $250 parlay that got ruined by uh, Chris Middleton not scoring five more points and then oh i was a, on that same parlay almost yep, like a very yep. similar one yeah we both got blue balled by that yep so every other leg hit except for him and then uh i had like a hundred dollar teaser that got ruined by the patriots and like the fact that they could have had that interception from josh allen on that last drive made that even worse because all they had to do was cover six and a half because it was a teaser um and so that really sucked and then the other one was John Madden dying. Um, I got actually, I don't know why I got that upset, but I was like actually like pretty beat up about it. So, I mean, it is sad. I mean, he's like a legend yeah. of the game. Yeah. It's literally yeah. the whole video game franchise, you know, is, is True. based on him. So yeah, he's True. it is sad. But no, I, I agree though with the um 
you're blue balled by the parlays. It seems like that could be a low light, not even of this holiday season, but of the year. I'm tired of having my five leg, six leg parlays <laughs> just going like onto the last. Actually, if it goes to the last leg, I've gotten pretty disciplined about making sure Edging. I hedge it, but yeah. it's always like, you know, it's the second leg that loses, but then it's a seven legger that would have hit if that one had made it. I, I fucking know. It's the worst. Because that was that was the Chris Middleton one. Yeah. Chris Middleton was yeah. like the first or second. And then, of course, like the other three or four that I had in there all hit. It's like, like uh, part of you roots for them to miss just so like you would have felt better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's because I don't want to deal with the frustration. So I just want the rest to lose as well. Yeah. It's almost like like if one parlay leg doesn't hit, then I don't want any of them to hit. Like one day <coughs> I went 0-3 in a parlay. And I was like, you know what? I'm like not even mad. Oh, and three. That should count. They should count that as a win, honestly, or just give you your money. That's honestly just as impressive as going three for three. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Alrighty, though my my highlight of the holiday season. I have a few. <laughs> I couldn't really decide on just one. It's been a pretty uh, a cheerful holiday season to say. But first off, part of the reason also we took a break is because I was in Cabo. For a week and that was nice i went with my girlfriend and her family so that was fun it was my first christmas away from home though so that was interesting felt like a big boy um yeah. and then i also too another one is you can see it probably on my bed charging back there is i got an oculus quest 2 vr headset and it's probably the coolest thing ever like i could just live in virtual reality i feel like i've been in vr honestly just as much as normal reality the past couple days but it starts to hurt my head after a while, so I can't really play it too much. <laughs> and then, last I, but not least, if wait, I say? if I uh, didn't have so many big boy purchases to make, I would buy one of those in a heartbeat. Because I mean, honestly, like I know three hundred dollars is three hundred dollars, but for like for what it is, three hundred dollars is not that bad. I mean, fuck. They used to be like six hundred. The headsets. Yeah, I think la- they're three hundred now. They're, they used to be four hundred. Yeah, the Quest Two is two ninety nine. Oh, fuck me. I'm going to end up buying one. Dude, it's so cool, bro. It's so I'm cool. I'm going to end up buying one. We could play ping pong against each other, bro. I mean, and like a whole bunch of other shit, but that's what I've been doing lately. Oh, well, the ping pong is just what hooked me in. So It's so realistic. Oh, we could also play full rounds of 18 golf against each other. That's new. Yeah. That's new. I it's did sick. not know about that. So I'm probably going to... I'm moving to an apartment soon. I gotta make some other big boy purchases. Probably gonna save save a little money after that. And uh, you know, yeah, dude, it's little... I I recommend it, bro. Plus, it would be fun. We could just play golf when like whenever. It's pretty realistic too. Honestly. That's what I heard. That's what yeah. I heard. I heard it's sick. All right, and then last but not least of my highlight is tomorrow. I'm going to the Cincinnati and Alabama playoff game with my dad, and hopefully, there's no last minute COVID cancellations because that would be bullshit. But dude, I'm high. I really doubt that they'll actually cancel. No, not the game. playoff games. They can't do it. To but the they playoff said that games. they would. Remember? I mean, I guess, but that, there's so much money I, involved for these TV I, they, contracts. Ex- exactly. I think yeah. that they're just saying that to scare teams. Because, like, if I was on one of those teams or a coach, I'd be like, everybody lock the fuck down. Yeah, I mean, you know honestly, I mean? like, they probably already are. But that would that would just be like you know lighting a fire cor- on your ass. Like, like I yeah. would quarantine. Like I've never, I would quarantine harder than, than when the pandemic first started. Like basically just pretend like you have COVID until you play or whenever you're practicing and stuff. Right. Right. Like, no, I would, if I was a head coach, I'd be like no outside contact with the world whatsoever. Yeah. 
Yeah, no exactly. girlfriends, moms, dads, like not, not. Well, even like even aside from the cancellation aspect, even just for like you know, think about if Bryce Young gets COVID. Well, there that's a huge hit for Bama. That then Cincinnati gets a lot better chances, like Dude, I, vice versa. I've thought about that a lot, like with the playoff games that are coming up with the NFL. Like if this, if this, hopefully that everyone's gonna be once playoff starts, it's gonna be kind of in the clear. Like this, this surge will pass. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. What if what if Bengals finally make a playoff game? Joe Burrow gets COVID. Like, what if Dak gets? Bro, COVID? don't don't speak that. No, into no, I'm just I'm just saying, bro. like, like, but it could happen to any team, so that's why it's okay to say it. I mean, but you're I mean, right. It could and, like what if Aaron Rod? Well, Aaron Rodgers got it, so he probably won't get it again. Um, yeah, he's probably fine for the rest of the season. Like, what if what if Pat Mahomes got it? You know, I mean, that would definitely shake things up. I mean, that's like you could argue that's kind of how it's been these past few weeks even just for like the playoff race like the Bengals I like to think we would have beat the Ravens even if they had Lamar Jackson but we kind of just got a free 20 point win because we were going up against our third string quarterback and that's just because of COVID like it was just a situational game but now that gives us a significantly better chance of making playoffs over the Ravens so it's kind of like we're already seeing that to an extent it's crazy no and it I really hate that these meaningful games are being decided because guys are out because of COVID. Oh, I know. Yeah, it does it's, suck. It's it's pretty bullshit, if you ask yeah. me. But um, I mean, it is, what, it is what it then, is. Like, I would say postpone so them, but then it's kind of like a domino effect, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I, although, mean, I do respect that they're still trying to push through and everything. Like, I'm glad that they're at least trying. I would I will say though that like when it comes to the Super Bowl, let's say like Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, whoever the fuck it is, Dak Prescott, starting quarterback in the Super Bowl gets COVID, they should postpone that game. Oh, oh, hundred percent. No, if it's like, the Super Bowl or something, yeah, you have to like, postpone. Like, that. could you imagine a Super Bowl played with a third string quarterback? I mean, Nick Foles. Well, he wasn't third string, but no, he's um, but the backup. Nick Foles, but still, I mean, yeah, the no, backup. But that's, but that's, that's a little that's bit different. different. It's also because, Nick Foles. Yeah, that was different because Carson Wentz tore his ACL in week 13 and Nick Foles carried them throughout the playoffs. This is like a, a guy getting Brandon Whedon of the world coming in. Yeah, could you imagine if like the Cowboys made the Super Bowl and then all of a sudden Ben DiNucci is our starting fucking quarterback in the Super Bowl? <laughs> because Cooper Rush and Dak Prescott both got COVID. Bro, but like it could be the a legend in the making, bro. He could, he not could go down in the history book. That guy sucks so much ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's honestly one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. Well, NFL quarterbacks. Oh, he's not worse right, than back, book, but. back on topic though. Low light of uh of holiday season. It was hard to choose other than I mean COVID canceling all these damn bowl games like we've already talked about. Has been really just kind of finding the motivation to to do shit. Like we talked about it before we started recording. I'm currently right now, for those that know, we go to or Elijah graduated from TCU. I still go to TCU. I'm in my college house right now. Everybody else in college is still at home for Christmas. But I mean, I live like right here, all my stuff is here. So it's kind of like, I don't know, it defeats purpose, but there are definitely some times where I, I really love being like home alone and, and shit. But then like other times I'm like, damn, I I'm, I'm staring at a wall right now, or I've been on TikTok for like two hours. I should really, should really start doing something I need to do. But other uh, than that, I mean, that, that's really it. Nothing really too, uh, Nothing too uh, sad to harp on for this this holiday break. I'd give you a free pass on that, though. That's pretty much just like 
what I did in college. Anytime I had that break, it's like you you take advantage of it. You you break. You yeah, know? it's like it's honestly yeah, because it's like you, I haven't just done nothing in a while. So. Yeah, so you get to do nothing, and it's just what it's all about. Like if I had the opportunity to do nothing, I would definitely take advantage of it. Now we got to grind though. New year, baby. New, New goals. GTD is gonna take off. Speaking of that, we have already some stuff kind of in the works a little bit. We're officially a business. Officially, officially, we have the paperwork with our taxpayer ID number on it and everything. GTD Sports is official in the eyes of the law, so that is fun. All righty, All right, let's do let's do our awards. Let's do our. You want to do our awards or get into a New Year's resolution? Christmas oh, list? right, right. Let's do those first. I'm sorry, I forgot those were there. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. So in this, in the spirit of the holidays, we missed the Christmas list. So since you know we didn't get an episode yeah. in before Christmas started, so we'll go ahead and do that. But first, we got our New Year's resolutions. Being that New Year's Eve is tomorrow, Elijah, what is yours? This is gonna be anything sports related. So uh, my New Year's sports resolutions is that I will stop betting teasers. They don't work. Yeah, they're they're tempting. They, They're tempting. They look really good, and just for the most part, like the last teaser I played, the four-team teaser, um, three out of the four legs hit. But you know what also would hit, too? If I would have just hit the normal parlay. The normal um, spread. Three out of, yeah. Three out of four the legs odds on teasers always fuck with my head because it's like sometimes I'll be like, oh, this is such a smart play. And then I type in the numbers, and I'm like, that's like barely even worth it. Like what? Right. Well, what's what gets me is that a four team teaser, you can bet 40 to win 100. Yeah. And I've actually hit a couple. Um, but for the most part, teasers don't fucking work. Don't do them. Um, I know it looks good. You feel smart by doing them. Just stay away. Uh, and then, second, um, people always break their New Year's resolutions. So, this is my New Year's resolution. I know I'm going to break <laughs> it. Um, I will stop saying the Cowboys are going to win the Super Bowl. All right, so, I will, gonna, I will be happy about that. Actually, you know I'm what? No, gonna, it's good for content, good for shit talking. Come on, I'm gonna break it. <laughs> Probably at some point in this episode. I was about to say, I give you before, not even till the end of the football season. At some point when the playoffs start, yeah. you'll be like, "Oh, we're going to the Super Bowl, baby." Probably to say it at the next kickoff. Are you serious, dude? I was watching the fucking the Molly whopping, most oh, yeah. biggest embarrassment Washington. in primetime football history. I was like, oh, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. That was nuts. Dude. I was on an airplane. What somehow? Shout out American Airlines, though. Somehow they have live football games. Dude, for free I know. Plane. I was like, what? I'm literally like thirty thousand feet in the air watching Tyler Ta- Taylor Haneke throw interceptions left and right. Dude, I I same thing. I fly I fly United for Christmas, and they had live TV. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah, I'm like, how does this, I was like, how does this I work? Like, yeah, I was watching the UCF Florida game, like thirty thousand feet in the air. I was like, I got money on this game, <laughs> and I'm flying. Cool. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Also, I had yeah. my first uh, had my first airport beer experience, and uh, I can't attest. Airport beers hit different. I don't know what it is. is. Had like three of them. Got up from the bar, you, and I was like, "They get you drunk." Yeah, I was like, "What the they fuck?" Get, they get you where you want to go. Yeah, exactly. Because then I had a, my flight got delayed. Yeah, so glad I had the beers. Yeah. Those, right. those are my sports resolutions. Yeah, I got a, I got a few. Mine is similar, uh, sports betting related. Rather than teasers, I will stop placing eight leg parlays anytime I am remotely up. I have a bad habit of being like, "Oh, I'm up five units this week. 
let me just throw two of them on some parlays that'll never hit because I right. can because I can afford it. But right. like I don't know, it's just that chance that attracts. I me. do that too. I think it's human nature. It is. It is because you want to, you know, because it, also it's true. Like it really doesn't affect you as much. Like if you just lose ten right. bucks out of like a hundred, rather than you're well, down two hundred trying to chase your winnings or losses. I mean, because I I know we like gambling is playing with money, but when you're up on the week, you're like, oh, that's when in your head when your brain tells you, oh, I really have some money to play around with right now, which I did yeah, last exactly. week. You know, um, so yeah, I mean, that's just kind of human nature. Yeah, and then you I, lose I like half it. of it, and you're like, shit. Yeah, and you're just I like, just dude, stopped. It's like, dude, where did the, all my fucking money go? Like, I yeah, so many good bets, and then you look, it's like, oh, because I placed like three stupid ass parlays that were supposed to win me three hundred dollars, apparently. Yeah, every everybody that sports bets has like that slight degenerate conscience in their head telling them to do that. Yeah. It is what it is. All right, and then another one is I will stop. This one is one I'm going to break as well. I will stop having hope for my teams to succeed. I will now in 2022 expect nothing out of any of my teams, Bengals, Heat, Arsenal, everybody, and then I can stop being depressed when they let me down because this year, I know right now things are going well for me because like the Bengals are almost in the playoffs. Arsenal's playing in the top four. Miami Heat are, I think, third in the East, maybe fourth. Things are going well. But this year was really rough for my sports fandom. It, it it tossed me around, beat me upside down. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck with you a little bit right now. Okay. Uh, not on purpose, but this is a real thought that I had in my head last week. Um, I think that the Bengals are gonna go to the AFC Championship game, dude. I was talking with some of my other like football fan friends as well, and I was saying like how I am begging just for one playoff win that's all i want that's all i care about but they were like dude i think they're going to the championship game and i'm like don't fuck with me guys like don't are you serious like like but i honestly think there's a chance i I think i i think they're dark hole dark horse super bowl appearance like i really do a super bro if if the Bengals make the super bowl i don't even know how i'm gonna act bro I don't even know what I would do. Like, I straight up don't know how I'm going to act. I, I really think they do. Just because, like, Joe Burrow, man, like, that that guy is – it's it's mm. his mentality is what gets me. Dude, he's you a winner. You know what I mean? It's not – yeah, he's just, a, he's just a winner. He's just got that fucking mentality. He, he's got the chip on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – And that connection I mean, probably right not the offense, the chemistry. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that they're going to do it, but they're my dark horse right now. They're my dark horse Super Bowl. Appearance. We got a comment that says Bengals would get smacked in the Super Bowl. Yeah, probably, okay? If we had to play, like, the Rams, even if we had to play the Cowboys, we'd probably get smacked. Dude, right a Bengals-Cowboys Super Bro, Bowl would be so great. It would literally be perfect for this this podcast. We could do so much with that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We need I it to happen. Finished. All right, Dak Prescott, Joe Burrow, if somehow you hear this, make it happen, guys. We believe. I think they're both already doing their best, but. Yeah, um, problem. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that would be sick, but continue. Oh, my, that's mostly it for my New Year's resolutions. And last but not least is I will write more blogs for GTD. Got to get, gotta get some more content out. JD's been carrying us lately. Shout out, James. All right. right, from one holiday to the other, going backwards a little bit, we're going from a New Year's resolution now to our sports Christmas list. We didn't get to do this because we didn't get to record before the actual holiday itself. So 
Elijah, what did you want for Christmas this year or still want? So my sports Christmas list is to obviously Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Um, my Super Bowl hype went down the past couple of weeks. And then there was the massacre that was last Sunday night. Um, yeah, that was brutal, dude. Oh, my God. Pro- like like I said. It was like biggest, it was funny. The biggest embarrassment um, I've ever seen on primetime football, I think. Um, and also, I think I think it was the biggest margin of victory this year. Before it was Jets Pats, which was fifty-two to twelve. This is yeah, I was, yeah, to fourteen. That. So, yeah, biggest margin of victory this year. Hell yeah! Um, and then next Christmas lit wish is uh, for ESPN to maybe not have eight hours of LeBron content a day. Just a thought. Um, <laughs> And then uh, next one, a little bit more personal. Get some golf lessons and consistently shoot in the 90s. Uh, maybe even go crazy and shoot in the high 80s. Um, That's a good goal. Tom Brady to win MVP for the good old bank account. You got a future bet on that? Just a little, yeah, you know. A little sprinkle bink. A little $100. Bink. Um, oh. Uh, to win how much? What? Like 150 I placed it late in the season. Okay, sheesh. Okay, that's yeah. that's that's gonna be close with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I fucking no, dude. All of a sudden, this MVP candidacy <laughs> comes. My, I'm just hoping that the fucking people that were so pissed off about the whole vaccine thing, um, won't give it to him. That actually, I feel like that actually might have an effect. I think that I think that'll play. It um, might. And then, uh, oh, to not lose money, that would be cool. And then uh, <laughs> for Conor McGregor to be good again. That that would be nice. That, yeah, that would be a lot more entertaining. Mm-hmm. All right, mine is. I have a little bit more. I'll try to get through it quick. But first and foremost, not so much for the Super Bowl, but I just want the Bengals to win a playoff game. I already said it earlier, but this is really all I want. I'm gonna have. I've said it on past episodes that a Bengals have never won a playoff game since text messaging was invented. So I'm gonna have that shit ready to click send and I'm going to be the first person ever to send a text about a playoff win. So looking forward to that. And then I also want Tyler Harrow, my favorite basketball player to win sixth man of the year and staying with the NBA. I also want to see Desmond Bain, our TCU boy make the NBA all-star game, which is a actual possibility right now. Really? Yeah. Bain is going off. Yeah. Bain. He just had like a career high 32 points. In a game, uh, he, he's been playing extremely well. He's honestly on pace right now to win most improved player. Okay. And then another one I got a UFC is to watch a Sean O'Malley title fight. This isn't something that's going to happen right away, but I want it so bad to see him, his name in the headlines as the main event. Well, Next up, staying with fighting as well, Jake Paul to stop taking steroids. I, that's a little conspiracy I've got now. I feel like he's taking roids. I, I don't know what it is. I don't think it's a conspiracy. There's it's, actually it's just true. There's actually a lot of stuff out there that points to that being true. Really? I haven't looked into it super hard. I know like Dana yeah. White. Dana White came out though and said uh, that Jake Paul can cocaine test him for the next ten years if he lets him randomly steroid test him for the next two. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Um, Nah, there's this this is not a new thing with Jake Paul being on steroids. Speaking of Dana White, though, another one on my list is to play blackjack with Dana. He's a he's a big gambler, huge in the casinos, and I don't know. I feel like it would just be 
That's on my bucket list. Just play blackjack and talk to Dana White it would be interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a quick little side. I learned today that Toby McGuire, the OG Spider-Man, um, was a huge poker player and he would win a million dollars a month in a under underground gambling ring. God, a million dollars a month? Yeah. And apparently, too, um, you know that movie Molly's Game? Have you ever seen it? No, but I, I've heard of it. Okay, well, apparently, like, one of the main players, uh, Player X, was based off Tobey Maguire. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so. So it wasn't even, like, official competitions? It was just, like, an underground thing? Yeah, yeah. That's so nuts. apparently he's, like, sick at poker, which, like, which is kind of cool. That's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then another one, too. I debated putting this on here, but you know, after consideration, it's it's legal in California, which is where Cody Bellinger plays. Another one on my Christmas list had to be smoking a blunt with Cody Bellinger. I feel like that would be an interesting experience. He's known as just you know the uh, the MLB stoner per se. There's just a bunch of clips and everything. I'm sure you've seen them. Yeah, it's pretty high. Yeah, yeah, pretty high. And then next up. COVID to fuck off. Uh, that's on my Christmas list. I'm tired of all these bowl game cancellations. <laughs> what? So that's on everyone's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. So we've already talked about it enough, but these bowl game cancellations, now NBA, NHL, everything's affected by it. And last but not least on my Christmas list is for Cincinnati to win the national championship for all the little guys out there. I've been waiting Two years for them to get a shot, and they finally got it, and I hope they make the most of it. So that's that's it for my Christmas list this year. All right. At least I could think of. All right, now time for the best of 2021 moments. We have quite the list here. Uh, we're going to be going starting from win of the year. We got bad beat of the year, a whole bunch of bets, everything highlighting moments from the 2021 year of sports. So first off, we're going to start with the win of the year. Elijah, what do you got? Um, so for my win of the year, I went with Bama beating Georgia in the SEC championship. Um, the reason why I picked this is because a lot of people were just all over Georgia, and I think it just really solidified the greatness that is Nick Saban. Um, yeah. As much as I hate it, like I'm not even a Bama supporter. Like I don't even like Bama. I like rooting against Bama. Um, I would love for Bama to fail, but that's just definitely one of those moments that when I saw and I was like, damn, um, this guy's on another level. This is all time shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with like the way they played too in that game. It wasn't even like close. Honestly, they had it under control. Yeah. For me, I went a little bit out of my, uh, out of my norm. I went with golf for the win of the year. Hideki Matsuyama winning the masters. The reason why is he was the first Japanese-born player to do so, and I just I love seeing that kind of stuff. It also one of the coolest sports photos of the year was also his caddy bowing to the uh, to the hole after you know he made it on the 18th green. It was just sick. So that was one of the coolest moments of the year. Yeah. So that's that's my win of the year. And he came out of nowhere. Yeah, right. Nobody. He wasn't even like a favorite at all whatsoever. All right. Um, and then Arnold will mention to uh, Team USA in the Ryder Cup for beating Team Europe. That was a good one. All right. Another one. This one's pretty straightforward as well. Athlete of the year. I'll go ahead and start off this time. I went with Shohei Otani. Again, a little bit out of my norm. Not a big baseball guy, but I think Shohei just 
took the world by storm with his abilities this year. I mean, he was getting compared to Babe Ruth left and right. And by compared, I mean, people realized that he would absolutely dominate Babe Ruth in every facet of the game. So he was a special player. He's going to continue to be a special player. But this year was really kind of his his rise to stardom, even though there's always been that hype around him building up. But now it really came to fruition. Um, for me, I'm going John Rom. Um, there's just, I think, after the Masters, it was literally after he got COVID, which was the U.S. Open, um, when he won the U.S. Open, he was literally top five in every single golf tournament from there on point. Just absolute dominance. He was the number one, world number on one heater. overall. Oh, my gosh. Every single weekend, he was either like, if he didn't win it, he was second, which in a golf tournament, if you don't know, that's pretty much just as good. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's just wild. So he's he's my athlete of the year. I think, I think he put on the best show. Just an absolute dominance in 2021. And then uh, honorable mention to Tom Brady. Yeah, I think I, it's hard to argue without like it's hard to have Tom Brady not at least in this conversation, especially you know after getting a seventh ring with a new team, all of that. Like you know, it's kind of one of those things, almost like the LeBron James effect, where LeBron is like so good every year that he's not necessarily thought of for the MVP as much as other players, just because he's so consistently good. Mm-hmm. It's almost like that. I mean, Tom Brady could be the athlete of the year almost every year. So you could argue too, like another honorable mention would be Steph Curry. I feel like he had a hell of a year too. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be another good one. Um, And then what do you got for game of the year? Game of the year. I went instead of a true game, I went with a fight out of the UFC and uh, my fight of the year was Justin Gaethy versus Michael Chandler. It was just bombs left and right these guys were slugging at each other it was bloody they were laughing like fist bumping during the fight and going at it it was everything that the ufc is about was in this fight and it was just awesome to watch so that was my quote-unquote game of the year what about you that was a a hell of a fight i think for me it's another bama game but i'm going a&m upsetting bama i almost took that too yeah I think I think that that just everything that went along with that, how the crazy party that happened in College Station afterwards, um, it was nuts. A and M needing that win. I think it was wasn't it the first um, Saban um, understudy or like Saban protege to win a game? Yeah, I think so. To beat him, him. Yeah. yeah. So that's insane. And then Arnold mentioned to Patriots Cowboys regular season game. That was a crazy game. Just wild, wildly entertaining. Um, and then Bucks Packers NFC Championship game. That was a really good one, too. Yeah. There was it's hard to think of like looking back, like all of the games to just like pick one or two. Cause I mean, there's so many good ones. And plus uh, some of them you just forget even happened in 2021. Yeah. Like I think another game that I would pick would probably be I can't remember which game it was, but there's a couple of those Nets Bucks games that were really sick. Oh yeah, um, in that Eastern Conference Finals game six, probably the one that sent it to seven. That was nuts. Yeah, that was where KD hit the hit the fadeaway three splash. Right. Was that the Conference Finals or the Semi Conference Finals? That was. I'm I'm ninety percent sure it was the conference the Hawks finals. went to the Conference Finals. Oh, you're right. Yes, you're right. It was the. Uh, you're oh right. Oh my god, those are so long ago. Yeah, it's um, why, right. It doesn't even feel Jesus like 2021, Christ. but it was. I know like, it was. Yeah, 
It's weird. Also, like March Madness happened too, like this year. That's another thing. Weird. Tell but... you a single thing. I don't even know who won. <laughs> oh, sh- fuck! I should know. Oh, Baylor beat Gonzaga. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, which is gross. <laughs> gross. Fuck Baylor. Yeah. But... It was also the Oral Roberts year, which I have Oral Roberts on my list. We'll I remember Oral Bob. Yeah, Oral Bob. Damn, that's a shame. Right. Honestly, Oral Bob has been more memorable than Baylor winning the championship. Yeah, there's that's how you know run. Yeah, that's how you know Baylor sucks. Yeah, because they beat Ohio State too, which was like a really big deal for Ohio State. Like, yeah, 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 and just right. fuck Baylor. I mean, nobody, nobody was rooting for them either. Everybody wanted Gonzaga to win. I remember that. All right, and the next up, we got the team of the year. I'm going with – it was hard to pick a traditional, you know, core four team, so I went with Team USA. I feel like, you know, American sports have just been on a tear this year more than ever. We got the Ryder Cup win, like Elijah mentioned, dominated in the Olympics this year, and also this is probably the best men's soccer team we've ever had. We already know how good our women's team is, but the men's team is finally starting – to look up there's actually some some players that have potential a lot of youngsters i like what i'm seeing from usa so it was a great year all in all for team usa um for me i'm going i'm also going outside of the box for core four uh, i'm going team red bull formula one max verstappen and uh sergio perez i like it the youngest youngest uh champion of all time and then also Christian Horner. I mean, if you watch Drive to Survive, I don't need to go any further into it. Um, I love yeah. him, dude. He's so funny. <laughs> He's just a clown. Um, so, yeah, team of the year. Good I'll pick. give it to him for that. I like that. Good pick. I mean, they definitely did a lot considering they were going up against the behemoth that is Mercedes. All right, and now switching gears a little bit. This one's gambling. We got bad beat of the year. I couldn't really nail it on just one game in particular this year but i think if i had to choose just one in general for all of sports betting i didn't have any action on this but i've seen a lot of tickets that did and it's really sad and i'm gonna go with clemson losing the acc they were the biggest favorite to win a conference in the last decade and they lost they were like a minus 800 favorite to win the ACC didn't even make the championship game. And yeah, so that was, it's not really a necessarily a bad beat because it wasn't like a last second shot, but it's an ugly beat for uh, this, this year as a whole. Yeah. I want to know which cocksucker out there had pit to win the ACC. championship, Dude, right? Like who? (laughs) Nobody, bro. (laughs) Um, So for me, I'm going, uh, Suns to win the finals, like you, I couldn't think of a, a single particular game. There was no like um, Cincinnati to not cover the spread last year. Um, bad beats like those that I can really just think off of the top of my head. But there is there is the Suns blowing that two game lead um, and also being the favorite to win the finals coming out of the West. And uh, I almost placed again. Yeah, I didn't have any particular action, but. I did almost place them multiple times when they were up. I was like, it's pretty much free money. And I just, I know a lot of people did put money on the Suns to win it all at some point in the, in the NBA playoffs. And then they just fucking blew it <laughs> at the end there. So it's yeah. also like a bad beat for the betters. Also a bad beat for Chris Paul, man. That would have been his first ring. Like that poor guy. He's probably never going to get one now. 
unless somehow, I mean, the Suns are really good. It's not like they're. I don't know. They're pretty kick ass this year. Yeah, they could definitely so, make a run again. But I think, I think this year belongs to Golden State personally. Oh yeah, honestly, it really, really, really looks that way. I mean, especially once they get all their guys back. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Nah, bro. Heat Mavs championship. Book it. <laughs> I wish. All right. Next up on the list is the game changer of the year. So this one's kind of open-ended, whether it be an athlete in particular, a rule change, something. Um, but I went with the rule change. And I think the game changer of the year is name, image, and likeness being introduced in collegiate athletics. We've already seen over the past five months, it went into act uh, July 1st of this year, and it has just been nuts. I mean, the transfer portal has changed. The advertisement space has changed. Everything has changed rapidly. It's giving these athletes an opportunity. It's We don't even know what it's capable of yet. There's still so much to come. So that's my game changer of the year. Um, mine, I went a little outside the box of mine, too. Um I went with uh, big athletes opting out due to mental health. Um, you had Simone Biles during the Olympics. You had Calvin Ridley. Um, you had uh, Naomi Osaka opting out of the press conferences and mm-hmm. then even skipping events altogether because she had to go to press conference to participate in the event. Um, I think this is something that we've never seen before. It makes me feel really good because it says a good message about mental health, but it also – Kind of, I am torn about it a little bit because, like, for me, if I took even a week off work to focus, like, and I told my boss it was to focus on my mental health, I'd get fired. You know what I mean? Like, and I got bills to pay. So yeah, it's hard. It is a hard conversation. Yeah. It's a hard conversation to have. Um, but I think hopefully that at some point stuff like this can be used for the better. Um, but so that's a, that's a big game changer for me. Yeah, there's definitely uh, there's positives and negatives to it. Like positives and negatives, because I, I think it's a give and a take. Because like everyday people, you know, can't say like, "Look, dude, you know, I got mouths to feed and shit like that. I'd love to be paid millions of dollars so I can go focus on my mental health for six months out of the year." You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, too, it's you know that's you the know. most important thing. Yeah. It's, right. It's like that's what makes it. It's so, hard. Yeah, it it's is. hard. It's hard. It's such a hard topic. No, but honestly, um, I mean that is that's a good one though for game changer of the year because I feel like this is really the first year where that's been like a a major major thing in in not only just one sport but across all sports. Right, right. Um, which is why I chose it. And then honorable mention, I would say game changer for college football is big coaches leaving big time schools for even bigger schools. Yeah, Lincoln Riley and you got Brian Kelly both dishing, shipping like I. Just think that's wild, and yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure how to feel about it. Also, yeah, that that's going to be another change too, and just how like the the coaching market and everything is that's evolving as well. Right. Even just like that combined with the NIL, like college football is such a mystery right now. Like, which with what direction it's going in, who knows where we're going to be in four years? There's just so much money being thrown around too. Yeah, and the TV contracts, and I mean the shit with like Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC. Like, what gets me is it's like, oh, we get all this money because they always talk about when they pay the coaches, like it's the boosters. I'm like, bro, where are all this boosters money coming from? Like, what do these people do? Like, how many millionaires actually went to LSU? Like, let's be honest here. Yeah, and how many, and then how many of them are actually like active and donating and everything like that? Yeah, like, like what. 
Like how? Like what kind of person just says, "Yeah, I'll give five million dollars to the football team. I want us to win." You'd be surprised, though, honestly. Like I know that's the kinda, thing. It's weird. Like even like, even just people like I don't know. You don't even have to be like super puku rich. People like just like donating to your school is like a thing. People just like do it. That's true. Yeah, it is. It is like uh, you. I've gotten. I know people that have graduated like last year and gotten like new graduate donation requests, <laughs> alumni donation requests. It's like, fuck you. Like, I, it's like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm in debt. <laughs> you know like, what bro, I mean? I, I still got like a hundred thousand of student loans to pay off. Fuck you for your donation. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but no, cause like it just blows my mind. Cause if I was rich, I would just be like, I'm going to donate to the starving children in Africa or like, yeah, that's, that's another like thing, homeless yeah. people or something, yeah. not yeah. my fucking rich ass school's football team. You know? yeah, like, especially like, you know, like TCU. I mean, like there's a lot of things that are funded by donors and everything. I mean, a lot, like literally probably the majority of buildings most and everything. Of, most of Amy G. Carter. Yeah. I, most of it was funded by like one dude. I mean, like the basketball yeah. arena, Ed Schollmeyer. He put up buku bucks for that. So, like, right. I don't know. I guess some people, too, for, like, those big donations, I guess maybe they just want the namesake. Because if they you want donate the name enough, on the building. Yeah, they, if you donate enough, you can get the name, which that would actually be kind of cool. If I was, like, super rich, I would want to have Ryan Bedell Stadium or something. Like, I don't know. That is true. That is true. I would cross that but, bridge when I get there. Yeah. Assuming, <laughs> assuming we're rich and famous. assuming we get there yeah um all, all right, right next so up yeah champion of the year yeah champion of the year uh, we've already talked about him a little bit but i'm gonna go with tom brady i know the bucks are who won the championship but gotta go with tom brady in particular winning his seventh ring new team proved all the haters wrong proved all the system quarterback chanters wrong he, he just did it he did his thing he did it again and now he's got more rings than any nfl franchise yeah for me i went with the milwaukee bucks um small time franchise they didn't do it the big star free agent route it was homegrown for the most part with Giannis and chris middleton and then adding drew holiday i think that's awesome i think i want to see more of that going forward with the nba because a lot of this diva shit just really isn't all that entertaining for me personally. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's awesome that Giannis has stayed there, decided to stick with the Bucks, and then finally got his ring. Yeah, I, then, that's a good pick because I agree. Like the homegrown is, is – it was cool to see. Yeah. And then uh, honorable mention, Team USA in the Olympics. Yeah! Number one in golds. But, of course – I don't think we covered the spread for whatever it was. Cause I, didn't I think it was like that. over under 42 and a half or some shit. I don't know. It was quite a bit. It was a ridiculous number. Yeah, it was it was nuts. I want to – I don't even remember. That was like six months ago, dude. Yeah, I, for, I forgot the Olympics even happened this year until Bro, I started looking at everything. Like, You know what's crazy too is that the Winter Olympics start in like a month or two. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah, in like two months. Yeah, that's kind of cool though. Yeah, I don't really know much about the the Winter Olympics. All I know was, uh, you remember Apollo Ono, the uh, yeah, the figure, the, no, not the figure, speed skater. Yeah, Apollo Ono, and then uh, Lindsey Vaughn, the uh, the skier. She's done. She's retired. Yeah, she's. I think she's like almost forty now. So it makes sense. But yeah, 
that's really all I that was about my uh winter Olympics knowledge as Sean far as White. that goes. Oh, of course, Sean White. I mean, of course, yeah. I think he's competing, right? I think this I is no his idea. last time competing, he said. I had no idea. I thought last time was, but I, 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 I saw something on TikTok where he was doing like an interview, but it was kind of emotional because they were like, how do you know it's your last time? He was like, your body just, you can't do it anymore. Like, and I'm like, fuck, that's kind of depressing. Like after yeah. he's been doing this for so long. I could see him do it one more time. I don't know, but we'll I'm going to watch shit out of it because I love the Olympics. Winter yeah, I love, I would watch Sean White just because it's Sean White. All right, next up, we got the underdog of the year. I had a hard time choosing, so I have two of them. And I'm going to go with, first off, we already mentioned Oral Bob. Oral Roberts in March Madness made the Sweet 16. They were the 15 seed, upset the two seed Ohio State, which was nuts, led by Max Asmus, who's going to have an NBA career one day. And then my second option out of the UFC was recent, very recent, and Juliana Pena, the largest money line underdog or second largest money line underdog win in ufc history i think she closed at like plus 800 on most sports books beat amanda nunez who we all thought was unbeatable at this point in her career so huge huge underdog win there and those are my two picks for uh underdog of the year what do you got um for me i'm going with the 2021 detroit lions just all year <laughs> just um, just them just every them game as a team throughout this entire year is that Dan Campbell, the whole squad, um, they're the lovable losers. They cover spreads like nobody's business. And then they finally got their dub and then they followed it up with a second win, a blowout win against the, the really Cardinals. good Cardinals. And then they followed it up by, they didn't win, but they covered another spread with David Blau of all people um, who's two and zero against the spread now for some reason. And uh, I don't know. I I love them, and I want them to. I want Dan Campbell to win the Super Bowl in Detroit. It does seem like the rest of the sports world roots for the Lions, just just because they're the Lions. Yeah. Well, and because like I think everyone has fallen in love with Dan Campbell. Yeah. Um, he's just he's just like a hardcore football guy, and he cares so much. Like that man cried after his team lost a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, the memes that came out of that were great. Oh my god. Just, I if I had to pick somebody besides the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl, like in any given year, it'd be Dan Campbell and the Lions. I mean, yeah, they're they're never gonna have that success ever again, probably. So, who knows? You know, I mean, who knows? What if what if in ten years from now the Lions are a dynasty, bro? Dude, I'm giving them three, three. I I really think they could actually be decent if they keep if Dan they, Campbell. I think they, if they keep things moving, if they don't draft a quarterback this year. Keep on building the rest of the roster. Get Bryce Young. I agree. Not this year. They should wait. They they should wait. Grab a stud QB with the rest of the roster ready for them. But watch out. The, actually, the only way I might say go this year is if they can get Kenny Pickett. I would. I think Kenny Pickett's going to have a good not number one though. Not number one, no. But I think he's going to have a good NFL career. But they're probably not going to be able to get him though because he's going to go pretty high. Yeah, I would rather take one of the pass rushers. Probably that uh, the guy out of Michigan, Aiden name? Hutchinson. Yeah, Kit Hutchinson out of him. He's homegrown really guy. I I would just say go that route and just build the rest of the roster because I mean they're obviously really depleted. But like I mean, not only Dan Campbell too, but they have a really good GM 
Um, he came from the Rams. I'm blanking on his name. Um, he came, Here, I'll, uh, I'll fact check it. Yeah. Yeah. But he's a really he's a really good hire. Yeah. Brad and uh, I got I got faith in him to turn the lines around. All right. And then oh, honorable mention as well for uh, underdog of the year was Kansas, the Kansas Jayhawks. They were plus 2800 money line underdogs to beat the University of Texas on the road. That was amazing. Jared Casey, the walk-on, got a fucking Applebee's deal out of it. Man made thousands of dollars based on his first career catch. It was nuts. Love that story, though. All right. Moving on now from underdog of the year, we have the L of the year. The biggest loss of the year, whether it be a singular game or just in general. And I went a little outside of the box, kind of just encompassing truly any and all sports of the year. And my L of the year is Medina Spirit. If you don't remember who Medina Spirit is, it is the the uh, Kentucky Derby winning horse. And right afterwards, there was investigations to show that they were taking substances that were enhancing the horse. Bob Baffer, who is in charge of that stable, was banned from the uh, Beaumont Stakes. Sorry, I'm blanking. Beaumont Stakes. And had to forfeit his win at the Kentucky Derby, ruining his chances of the Triple Crown. And then the horse died this month earlier. I think it was December 6th. So there's investigation going on now on what exactly they were giving that horse. But that's the L of the year because what a fall from graces. I mean, Kentucky Derby winner to then being having your people banned from the event and then fucking dying from stare. Like what is going on there? That's yeah. That's the L of the year. Bet's still hit though. Bet's still hit, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I got a buddy. Um, his, his last name is Medina and his dad apparently put like a grand or something on Medina spirit to win <laughs> the Kentucky Derby. So he got a fat is his name Logan. Yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. He lives, he's like, he lives four doors down from me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm going L of the year, Florida state losing a top recruit to an FCS school. We all know it just happened recently. That's a good um, one though. The number two recruit leaving Florida state to go to Jackson state. Number one recruit. standard. Well, he was, I think he was the number two overall number one DB. I'm pretty sure he was number one overall when it was like when it it came and like when it was all said and done. Either way, I, I could be either way though. Whatever, yeah. You lose a five star to FCS school, you're <laughs> fucking up. Um, so that's a huge L. So yeah. congrats, Florida State. You got L of the year. Honorable mention to Big Ben thinking that he could play football this year. Oh, that was a good one. I remember whenever he was going on his diet and everything and was <laughs> getting back in his elite status. Oh, that was hilarious. We both saw this shit coming. As as anybody with half a brain should have been able to. Right. All right. And next up, we got a few more to get through. We got curse of the year. Um, this is pretty self-explanatory. I mean, whatever team is cursed. And I'm going to go with the England national team. This year was, even though it was technically Euro 2020 because of COVID, it was played this summer. So we had the European Cup, and it was a final between England and Italy. And everybody was saying, oh, it's coming home, it's coming home. And England fucking choked in penalties. They lost 3-2. to two, And they now have no major trophies since 1966, which is just 
nuts considering you know they are the home of football is what they like to say so that's the curse of the year they just can't win a trophy even when they get to the final um mine is the washington football team woes continue ever since they had like a a native american appreciation day and then brought out um some native american tribes people at halftime during a primetime game one year they have been atrocious it's also the dan snyder effect can you Look up what year that was for me and just look up like Washington, um, use their former name, and then uh, Native American, like Appreciation Night or whatever it was. I can't remember like exactly. What I think it was 2013, but their record has been abysmal since they did that. All right, let's see. Okay, yeah, so November of 2013, Washington Redskins honor Navajo Code Talkers. Right. Yeah, that's what they did. And four, then yeah, four representatives from the Navajo Code Talkers Association stood in the end zone of the Red Zone's home turf during a ceremony to honor their service in World War II. They donned Redskins jackets along with their military hats. Yeah, and there I think if you look it up, their record, their winning percentage has been like 35 to 40% um there's a reddit post about it i don't know how updated it is because last time i saw that was like a year or two ago Um, let's see since then since then they have had one winning season at nine and seven (laughs) and that was in 2015 so yeah they've gone three and 13 four and 12 nine and seven seven and nine seven and nine three and 13 seven and nine and now they're like six and eight or some shit I think they're six and nine now. Sick. Yeah, <laughs> sick. That's what they get, honestly. For real. It's God smiting them. All right. So dumbass of the year, who you got? Uh, dumbass of the year. Uh, this was this was hard to pick. You know, there's so many options, but I'm gonna go with the University of Texas as a whole for thinking for some reason that they can compete in the SEC when they can't even beat fucking Kansas at home. It's just, it's so comical. It's going to be hilarious when this all transpires. But that, I got to go with UT as my dumbass for the year. This this move to the SEC is purely financial. They don't, they, they just stopped caring about winning at this point. What do you got? For me, my dumbass of the year is Rob Manfred. <laughs> that's, that's always a good one. Um, for the obvious reasons and also his role that it has been in the lockout. He's done nothing but make the situation worse. Um, and he's just all around a, a terrible baseball commissioner. I'm not even sure he knows what the sport of baseball is at this point. Um, and then honorable mention, Antonio Brown for being Antonio Brown. And, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Evander Kane for um, his big three controversies of the year. He's had a fake vaccine card. Um, he did the <laughs> – which is like take the vaccine or don't i always think the fake vaccine card is just objectively hilarious yeah it's just like bro if you're not gonna do it just don't do it like be like Kyrie at least you know yeah like i i don't know why it's so funny to me um he's had the alleged gambling on nhl games that's a good one. And then um a little bit more serious the domestic violence situation so he's he's a dumbass yeah, the, 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 the trilogy, bro. All right. Next up is 
This one's just a little fun one. Uh, haircut of the year. What do you got? So I'm going Mike Gundy. He got rid of the classic mullet this year, and he went clean cut. Um, so I didn't see and, this, honestly. Oh, wait, yeah, I have seen this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the no mullet, bro. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I don't like it. It's weird. But at the same time, it's nice. Like, it looks good. All right, mine mine is more satire. I'm going haircut of the year, Mark Davis, owner of the Raiders. I feel like I don't even need to say anything about it. It looks like somebody got a bowl and gave like a bowl and scissors and gave it to a seven year old and said, "Have fun." And he probably pays like three hundred dollars for his haircuts just based on how rich he is. He he probably gets like a designer haircut and that's what it comes out as. So. Yeah, it, it's hilarious. If you haven't seen Mark Davis's hair by now, just just look up Mark Davis and then go to images, and you'll get a good laugh out of it. Uh, right. Arnold, Arnold mention is me. Um, <laughs> I got fucked out of my long hair and flow that I was growing for about nine months at that point. By I remember when you came on the episode and you were like pissed. You were like, oh, dude, I was so mad. I was so mad. I was growing out my hair for like nine months, and then I went in for a trim. And she fucking just scarred me. She, just, <laughs> I don't know. She, she ruined it. So yeah, it's taken away. Never going back to that barber. Absolutely not. It was. I paid fifty dollars for that haircut. By the way. Damn. I mean, that's not like crazy, crazy, but that's no, I mean, that's, that's that's pretty a lot. That's pretty more expensive. Expensive than I. I go for like twenty or thirty dollars. Yeah, that's what I normally do. Is like twenty to thirty. Fifty dollars. That's that's bougie. It is a little bougie. Well, I mean, yeah, you never know. Maybe it's just like, where was it? Was it like a nice, nice ass place? Yeah, in the it was city like a nice something? ass place. Apparently, okay. they had really good reviews. And she's like, yeah, now they got one day. bad review. Yeah, she's like, it's my, she's like, it's my first day. I'm going to the best haircut uh, cosmetology school in the country. I was like, cool. And then she just <laughs> fucked my ass up. But okay. Uh, next up's controversy of the year. Who's your winner? So for me, this one kind of reminded me when I was looking back at everything with the Olympics. I almost forgot about it, but I'm going to go with Shikari Richardson smoking weed. And the reason why it was the biggest controversy for me was just because of just the outlash it started in the media, whether or not like athletes should be allowed to smoke weed, all of these guidelines on it and how like other athletes came out and were like, look, I literally play games high. Like what's the big deal? Like, it was just ridiculous. And also the ruling where she couldn't even compete after she sat out her 30 day punishment. It was a mess. I personally, I mean, you could probably tell what side I'm on. I thought she should have run. It was just fucking weed. Who cares? But it was an interesting controversy nonetheless to see how it went down in the media and everything. And also she like blew up. I mean, nobody knew who Shikari Richardson was before this year. Everybody knew who she was during this. And now that, Olympics are over. Nobody's really probably going to talk about her for like another four years. My favorite part about that whole thing is like how hyped up she was to be good. And then the next race that she was able to get back in, she got like last. Yeah. And then all the jokes of like, damn, maybe the weed was affecting her. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but then she was like talking about how she's going to be the great. Did you see the clip of her? Like when that, that race, her first race back, she was like, yeah, I'm going to win and blah, blah, blah. Like the people behind her literally laughed in her face Ugh. when she said that. Yeah, it, it was. I rough. think personally, I think she's a clown. 
Um, she tried to use an excuse for her smoking weed. And also, like, if you're an Olympic athlete, uh, pretty fucking obvious that you're going to get drug tested. So don't yeah, smoke okay, weed. Yeah, okay. So I, I agree with those aspects of it all. I just yeah. think – I just, I just think that like, if it's legal, I mean, you should they shouldn't be able be to smoke weed, yeah. but you should be smarter than that. Yeah, um, yeah, very that's, exactly. Yeah. That's mine. So me, I think the biggest controversy of the year is uh, Kyrie not getting vaxxed and then literally not playing because of the vaccine status. Um, I mean, vaccine thoughts aside, I just thought this whole situation was yeah, just the way it panned out was funny, objectively funny. Um, so and it was probably the most talked about controversy of the year. So that's why he got my vote. And then also too, you throw in the Aaron Rodgers lying about his vaccine, which I still get a kick out of. Yeah, then he Every goes time. on like a he went on a podcast or he went oh on. Oh my god, he went on the uh, Pat, Pat McAfee, McAfee show. show where like, I watched the, the whole the thing. Cancel culture thing, dude. Dude went off, dude. He yeah, and he started <laughs> talking about getting information from his good friend Joe Rogan. Yeah. Good times, good times. Uh, that wasn't even too con- long ago. I don't know. Most of the controversies <laughs> about, the, about the vaccine, which uh, uh, honestly at this point I give less of a shit about. Yeah, I mean I don't give a shit about the vaccine controversy itself. I just think it's funny like the way they went down and shit. Right. Like the Kyrie, like, just in the media and everything. And how much ESP – like when, when Rogers got COVID oh. and came out, he didn't get vaccinated. Literally I was at work and – on TVs, like we we just have ESPN on. It became the like only LeBron thing James that was week. talked. Yeah, no, the only thing that was talked about for the entire my entire like nine hour shift was Rogers lying about the vaccine. It's like, are you serious? Like you have nothing else to talk about? Yeah, they milked it. All Ridiculous. right, we got a couple more. This one we got sports video game of the year. The, I haven't really been gaming that much, but if you remember from our older episodes, I went through a heavy MLB The Show 21 phase. I was grinding it like every day. So MLB The Show 21 is my sports game of the year. I think it was a really fun game, really well made this year. Um, I didn't know this was only supposed to be for sports. No, it doesn't matter. Also, no other sports game deserves a nomination or just mention. So I'm with Halo Infinite because that game's kick ass. Free to play, by the way. I mean, it didn't have to be a sports game. Yeah, Halo was a lot of fun. Yeah, I haven't so. played it as much though lately. Honestly, I played it when it first came out. It's so good. I'm not. I'm not very it's good at Halo. Though, well, the so the story mode is story mode is where it gets you. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, All right, and then last but not least is the surprise of the year. Um, pretty self-explanatory. Biggest surprise of the year. Most unexpected event. And I'm going to go with Lionel Messi moving to PSG, leaving his boyhood club of Barcelona. I mean, Messi and Barcelona are as intertwined as Tom Brady was with the New England Patriots. Like, just like, you know, seeing him in another jersey is just otherworldly. It's weird. It's just so weird. So the fact that it actually happened is just beyond me. Um, For me, I went with uh, Phil Mickelson winning – Another major becoming the oldest major winner at you know at the open and uh or the US Open, I'm sorry. And uh that's it's nuts. It's yeah. nuts. But I do think that call me a sucker, Tiger is gonna break that record at some point in three years when he finally becomes healthy. Um, I was about to say, dude, I feel like somehow, some way 
Tiger's gonna Tiger's do it. Tiger's got another one. Yeah, he's him, gonna man. he's gonna win a Masters or something, bro. Like he's just gonna tune his body to be able to perfectly perform for like one week, and then that's it for the rest of his career. Absolutely. If anybody can do it, it's Tiger. So um, Arnold mentions, I would say uh, Lincoln Riley going to USC. When I got that breaking news, I literally gasped. That was, that was the most unexpected of the whole college football transfer shit. Did not know that was happening. Um, and then another one is that the Texas Rangers actually signed free agents. But that's more of the if you follow the team. Hip, hip, hooray. Oh, yeah. Fun players to actually watch next year. No shit. Life. Okay. So, All right. Let's get into some uh, college football now for a little bit. Not much to talk about. We're just going to glance over these games now because – Really, this weekend, there's nothing else super exciting other than the college football playoffs. So tomorrow on Friday, New Year's Eve, we got first up Alabama versus Cincinnati. Alabama are 13.5-point favorites with the over-under set at 57. That game's at 2.30. And then we got Georgia and Michigan, the 2-3 and three seed. Georgia are 7.5-point favorites. That line has actually moved a point in Michigan's favor uh, and that game start, starts at 6.30, over-under is set at 45. So first off, I'm curious to see, before we kind of talk about them a little bit, what is uh, your just straight-up prediction? Man, I was I was all over, all over um, Michigan plus 7.5. And, and now, like, apparently that's like the trendy pick. It's so like it's it's maybe, 75% of the public or some shit. It's, it's made me really nervous about it. And so yeah. it's made me, it's, it's become so trendy that I've gotten, I've gone in the reverse. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe George is going to put it on because you have to remember that. I don't know. 80, 90% of these game of the semifinal games are blowouts. Yeah. Um, so you're right. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a shocker that if Georgia just blew out Michigan, um, just cause. So, man, I don't know. I'm still gonna rock with Michigan spread though, because they're they're my guys. I also have a small, small um, future bet on them to win it all at plus Michigan. Mm -hmm. I like that actually. So, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay rocking with them and their spread. I think I'm gonna end up betting on them. And to uh, one second, <coughs> bless you. Thank you. Um, one more. <laughs> fake hold up that was bad okay yeah. anyway sprinkle a little bit of money line on that too i think i might i think i might i like it i mean so. this might be even though it's the two and the three and even though alabama did beat georgia i think this might be the national championship right here like in terms of no. entertainment wise no oh no, the being the national championship, no, but I do think this has the potential to be one of the probably one of the best, probably the best semifinal game or like CFP game since uh, Georgia OU. I really think whoever comes out of this game is going to win it all. I, I, I don't know why. I feel like if Alabama and Georgia end up playing each other again, Georgia's going to get the better of them just because I mean, it's hard to beat a team twice in college football. But one thing, too, to think of that I didn't even have down here in our notes for the Georgia game is uh, they have a somewhat of a quarterback controversy for the playoffs. Like, they're starting Stetson Bennett over JT Daniels, who was 
one of the preseason Heisman favorites. And I mean, Stetson Bennett is a pretty nuts guy himself. He was a pretty highly touted recruit. He's done well whenever JT Daniels was out. But that's kind of something to keep an eye on, too. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Like Kirby Smart said, he's rolling with Stetson Bennett because he feels like they give him the best chance to win. Right. Um, and then for the Bama game, I'm I'm rocking with Bama. Are you going with Bama to cover the spread or to win? To cover the spread. Cover the spread? Oh, no, dude. See, I, I see this game going one of two ways. Absolutely, there's going to be no gray area. So I think Cincinnati is either going to play the game of their life and, and just do it for all the little guys out there, and they're going to win on like a crazy last-second field goal or some shit. Or Bama is going to play like Alabama and just blow them out of the water by 30-plus points, and it's going to be – it's just going to boost the college football playoff committee's egos even more than it already has. That those are the only. I don't really see anything else, but I feel I, like I think Bama's going to blow them out of the water. I I'm I think Cincinnati's going to show up for this game. I do, and maybe that's just the I just the don't think they have the, in me. I just don't think they have the talent. But they got Desmond Ritter, bro. They got Sauce Gardner. They have. They truly do have one of the best secondary units in football. I mean, they're good, but like. It's Bama. I know it's fucking it's Bama. Bama. I it's know, Bama. and I don't want to say that, but it's true. Like, uh, I'm really just hoping for a close ass game because I'm gonna be there. But it's hard to say it. I I feel like though Bryce Young may have a little bit of difficulty because he hasn't necessarily faced a secondary unit as good as Cincinnati's. I mean, Sauce Gardner is statistically the best, you know, defensive back in all of college football this year, probably. Really highly touted by Pro Football Focus and all that. He's going to be good in the NFL too. But and also Bama is beatable. We got to remember that Bama this year. Look at their Florida game was really close. LSU was a close call. Auburn went to seven overtimes. They lost to A and M. These are all teams that I feel like Cincinnati could also beat. So like, I don't know. I think it's it's possible. It's really possible. So your pick then for the championship? Wait, who do you have winning though for the Georgia Michigan? You have Michigan to cover. I mean, I I want to go Michigan. That's that's what's telling me right now. I I just think that Michigan um, Harbaugh is going to figure a way out to get there. I I they're they're my pick to win it all, but man, Michigan Bama like and McNamara, like he's he's good, but is he good enough to win a national championship? Like Bryce, I wanted to say, but their running game is so damn good, and their offensive line—they just had the beef on both yeah. sides of the balls to get to get it done. Um, but uh, Georgia's super good too. Like I, I, this is really one of those national championship matchups that I look at. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with this besides Bama beating Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay. I mean, okay, realistically, yes, that is my prediction. Is Bama wins, Bama goes to the Natty, and I'm I'm gonna go with Michigan though to win. I feel like I think this is this is Harbaugh. Harbaugh's already a legend at Michigan. Like he's he's already gonna be glorified there for what he's done, especially now after beating Ohio State. That cemented his legacy. But if he comes out of this game with a win, he's gonna earn himself a damn bronze statue on campus somewhere. Like, not necessarily this win, but if they win the title game. And I feel like this is the best team Harbaugh has had since he came back to Michigan by a landslide. This is the Mm -hmm. first time they've been legit. 
And so they kind of maybe have that chip on their shoulder. Maybe it's somewhat of an emotional aspect rather than a, a pure talent and athleticism aspect. But I, I think they're going to find a way to do it, even though Georgia probably on paper is the much better team. So I got Bama against Michigan in my matchup, and I think Bama wins it all, sadly. I hope not. I hope, I hope I not either. See another, I don't want to see another one of those, but it is what I it is. Know. But I, I am going to bet on them minus 13 and a half. No. <laughs> I am. Overall, though, uh, aside from the playoff games, how has bowl season gone for you so far? So pretty good. Pretty good. Um, for Taylor Fade, I'm eight and five, and then you're six and five. The reason for the disconnect is because of the cancellations. Um, oh, yeah. And, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, and then the games that I bet on in general are pretty nice. I think, how's Michigan doing right now? Oh, Michigan State. I need Michigan to, I... State is doing terrible. So, oh, I'm sick. That is not I was so frustrated, bro. I had Maryland minus three and a half picked out yesterday. And then I fell asleep at like 1230, woke up at 145 when they were already up like by 14. And I'm like, God, damn it, bro. Oh, no. I was like, God damn it. That was free also, money, man. I have an update. Um, so I was really mad because I thought I put like a live bet on the under in that uh, Tennessee Purdue game. And I was really pissed off. And I just oh, checked yeah. my book. Turns out I accidentally picked the over instead of the under. No, oh, that's nice. So I made some money. <laughs> yeah, they that finished with like ninety something points. Yeah, Fuck that's it. that's a nice surprise. I'll take it. Yep. Because I've right. been on the flip side of that. Yeah, it has sucked though. With the bowl games getting canceled. Like there was literally no games on Christmas Eve. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do, bro? Talk to family? What? <laughs> oh, There's no sports. All right, anyway, though, without college football, you can check out our last episode if you want to go back and read through and hear all of our college football bowl game picks. But for now, on this Taylor Fade segment, just NFL picks, our five top picks for this upcoming Sunday since there's no straightforward scheduled college football. So up first, I'll go ahead and start. I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans minus three and a half against the Dolphins. I think they're going to end the Finns win streak at seven. I'm going to fade. I think Dolphins can make this a game, and I think that the Titans are vulnerable. The only reason I'm nervous is because this is kind of like a must win for the Dolphins if they want to really get in the playoffs. All right. Next up, I got the Chiefs at the Bengals over 51. I'm pretty confident that the Chiefs are going to drop 42 points on us. So, um, I'm going to fade. I think this is one of those weird totals that you look at and you think money because both these teams are going to score hella points, and then the game time comes, and they just don't. That is true. I mean, the NFL is fucky like that, and the Bengals, the Bengals do have a lot of those games. I just, for some reason, I have a feeling that we've been playing so well we have these these playoff hopes now that we're just going to get scalounced by the Chiefs. So nah, hopefully this, I'm wrong. This screams to me like a 24-27 game or some shit like that. Or like a I would love that. Uh, or like a just like it it gets really close to that total, but it's gonna be under. I mean, I would I would like a close game. I'd be happy with that, but all right, next up, we talked about it early in the episode. One of the most profitable teams in all of the NFL to bet on this year. Give me the Detroit Lions plus seven at Seattle. I'm going to tail. Um, I think Seattle's just 
abysmal. In shambles right now. Yeah. After that Chicago loss, that was brutal. I'm sticking with the same game, though, and I'm going to also take the Lions at Seahawks over 42 and a half. So I'm going to tell this one as well. I think that the Lions offense has proved that they can put up points, and if this game can be somewhat close at all, it is going to include some more scoring, and 42 and a half is not that hard of a goal to attain. Yeah, it's a pretty good so, yeah. total. Yeah, so I'm going to tell. Yeah, also seeing the Seahawks give up 25 to the Bears offense made me feel a little bit better about this one too. All right, and last but not least, this one I really don't have any reason or rhyme to it. It, It's just kind of because I feel like it's one of those fucky lines in the NFL where shit happens, and I'm going with Washington football team plus three and a half at home against the Eagles. I know they just got absolutely embarrassed, but it's the NFL. It's weird. The public's all over Philly. I'm going with Washington. I'm going to fade. I think this is one of those games where you just don't overthink it. And, yeah, it's a trap, um, trap line. Just don't overthink it. Just bet on the Eagles. Like, you you kind of had that little teaser last week where the, the Eagles were, like, competent or, like, in a competition with the Giants for, like, a quarter, quarter and a half there on halftime. And they just like, oh, yeah, we're playing the Giants. And they absolutely blew them out. Yeah. Probably is going to be that way again. Um, the football team's in shambles. They're a disgrace of an organization at this point. Like, like every every negative thing that I could say about that football team is 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 done is is out there. Um, Eagles are going to cover the spread. I hope not. I don't know. I haven't made any official plays yet, but I don't know. I hope not. All right. So for me, I'm going Bills minus fourteen and a half versus the Falcons. This one's tough, bro, because the Bills are playing really well. They need a good win. But 14 and a half points is a lot of points in the NFL. I'm going to fade it, and I don't do so with confidence. But I'm going to see fade the it. reason why I made this pick is because at the Falcons, like they'll beat every single shitty team that they should play. But as soon as they play a good team, they get blown out bad. Yeah, because like they played the Bucks and were like, 11 point favorites and everybody was like, Oh, that's a lot of points. And then they didn't also with the Niners also with the Cowboys also with a couple other times happened this year. So this is their time, man. This one right here. All right. Um, Raiders plus seven at the Colts. I just think, I think the Raiders are going to, are going to be the Raiders and crash some parties right here and uh, be able to cover the spread. Also not a guarantee that they'll play with Carson Wentz. This might be a Sam Ellinger game. That's what I was about to say. I'm going to tail it mostly for that because they won't have Carson Wentz. Even I think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a beast of a week, but the Raiders, like you said, they might pull some Raiders shit. That seven points is a lot of points. I kind of expected this line to be closer to like four and a half or something. So, yeah, I'll tell that. with I like that one a lot. Um, next up, I got Rams minus four and a half at the Ravens. I think the Ravens are done, even with Lamar. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think they're completely gassed. Rams also want to get another win, push them for that playoffs. So four and a half is a fucky line, but I'm going to ride with it anyway. I might prefer to look at if you could get Rams minus two and a half for the first half, I might take that. But okay, I would like I like that as well, minus four and a half. So I'll tell that. Um, next up, I got Broncos Chargers under 45 and a half. Uh, I don't Ooh. know why. I have this, but I I just I feel it. It's just one of those totals that you look at and you just go under. Oh, that's tough because like 
Broncos defense has been playing well, but also the Chargers kind of need a big performance. And but the Broncos offense sucks. It does, yeah, it does. I'm gonna I'm gonna fade it. I don't know. Okay. I feel like that's not a lot of points. If it was like 50, then I would go under, but I don't know. That's a hard one. I can't really, I don't have a good pick. And then last but not least, I got Steelers money line against the Browns. They're three and a half point dogs. I said, fuck the three and a half points. It's Big Ben's last home game of his career. You don't think he's going to go out of dub at Heinz Field? You're wrong. Steelers money line. Book it. All right, that just convinced me. I got. I'm gonna tail. I was. I was gonna honestly be on the Steelers plus three and a half, but that's all I needed to hear. Big Ben's last game in Pittsburgh. Hell yeah, against the fucking Browns. And if they but, win, that really helps the Bengals too. So I'm okay with that. I like. I that. mean, I, I know I was shitting on the guy earlier this episode, but he's had a couple of semi confident games. He's I mean, he's gonna, still Big Ben. He's going to put everything he has left in his body into this one last home game. Monday night, prime time. They always win on Monday night. The terrible towels are going to be out, baby. It's destiny. It's destiny. Steelers money line. Book it. Put it on my grave. Throw it in a parlay. Fuck yeah. Actually, no. That no. I don't know if I want to do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Uh, alrighty, though. That's it for our short little Taylor Fade segment on just the NFL. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Something a little bit different, doing kind of a, a year in review for 2021. Elijah, we're also Elijah and I were also planning on doing something regarding GTD Sports at the website and everything. Hopefully you guys keep up. So we'll figure out what we want to do, maybe in terms of end of the year awards and whatnot for our staff over at GTDSports.com. But stay tuned on that. Nothing is 100%. That's just kind of rumor mill. But that's it for our return episode appreciate all of you guys that watch this will be up on spotify apple everything up shortly uh and yeah we'll be back on our regular schedule tuesday thursday going forward live on twitch youtube so make sure to subscribe and thank you guys for listening Elijah, anything last minute to add all right hopefully you guys have a safe and happy new year's eve